1: There are some people who think that a healthy church is a church where everyone is spiritually mature. You know, I've heard church leaders say that. You know, our goal is to have however they define or describe spiritual maturity. Everyone should be a prayer warrior, or everyone should be a small group leader. Well, I'm going to suggest to you that a church in which everyone is spiritually mature is not really a healthy church at all, it's a dying church because it's a church that does not appeal to and nourish babes in Christ.
0: Mm. A top-heavy church, something to be avoided. Welcome to a study verse-by-verse verse with Pastor Layton Sheely. We're in a series called Sharing Jesus as we take a look at five key ways to learn how to share Christ. Won't you join us? Today, heaven is a free gift. Here's Pastor Leighton.
1: You know, it's remarkable that uh, many people believe that becoming a Christian is nothing more than making the decision to become a Christian, and that once that you've made that decision, you're in, and there's nothing left to do except wait around until you go to heaven. Now, these kind of people can be around churches for months and years and even decades without any discernible uh, growth in their, in, their, in their Christian maturity. You know what the Bible says about that? It says this in Second Peter 3.18. It says, you must grow. You must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 2 Peter 3.18. So the verse not only tells us that we can grow, but the verse tells us that we must grow. Making the decision to become a Christian is only the first step in in a process that leads from one level of maturity to the next as God works to transforming us into the kind of people He wants us to be. Now, the concept of growing in maturity for us is easy to understand because it's modeled for us in the physical realm, in the various phases of human life that uh, we see uh, as people grow. When a person is born in the physical realm, they are totally dependent on someone else to feed them and to clothe them and to change them and to transport them and to do anything. And then as a, a child grows a little more, matures a little more, they learn to transport themselves. They learn to walk, which then puts their parents into a tizzy because you never know where they are in the household anymore, you know. And then the child learns and matures a little farther. They learn how to dress themselves. T-shirt might be inside out, but they've learned how to dress themselves, you know. And then, uh, and then before they leave the nest, a healthy teenager learns how to cook and clean and wash their own clothes, unless they're like most teenagers, which don't realize you have to learn that, and they have to wait till they come home to be taught that from college. And then uh, while they're away in college, they don't have mom around or dad around anymore to say, hey, time for bed, uh, time for dinner. And so they have to learn how to discipline themselves so they get the proper rest and, and nutrition. And then as they continue to mature, eventually it leads to marriage and family, and a woman learns to selflessly live for the needs of someone else giving up a good night's sleep. She'd rather stay in bed, but the baby's crying, and so she sets aside her own desires to meet the needs of someone else. She uh, prepares meals and cleans the house and helps with homework and perhaps brings in additional income and so forth. And a man also learns to live selflessly as he provides as best he can for the needs of his family. He really might want that little red sports car, but the kids need braces instead. And so he gives selflessly to meet the the, the needs of the children, whether it's orthodontics or music lessons or whatever it might be. And so as a person matures physically, they move from being dependent to being independent. They move from being externally disciplined to being self-disciplined. And they move from being selfish and self-centered to serving others. That's true in the physical realm, and that should also be true in the spiritual realm as well. People uh, should move from being dependent upon other Christians to being dependent on God and God's Word and God's Holy Spirit. They should become more self-disciplined in practicing the disciplines of the faith, and their focus should change from being served to serving others and being a servant in their local church family. Now, in the physical realm around us, we see a lot of examples of people who have refused to mature beyond the required minimums. They're not self disciplined and they are perpetually self seeking. These are they who awake with a hangover because they didn't exercise self discipline the night before when enough was enough. And these are they who uh, make their decisions and determine their opinions based on personal benefit. Rather than what's right and wrong. And these are they who cannot commit to family and whose commitment to friends is as shallow and fleeting as the morning dew. These are they who live for their own comfort and their own pleasure. These are they who refuse to mature. They are children running around in adult bodies. Now, what's true in the physical realm can also be true in the spiritual realm, and we have far too many examples of Christians who are still dependent upon others to protect them from being enticed into godless philosophies and false religions because they haven't studied the Word of God. And they're spiritually powerless because they're prayerless. And there's far too many Christians who haven't grown up enough to become uncomfortable with a Godless worldview and a godless value system and replaced it with a biblical worldview and a godly value system. And there's far too many who value personal prosperity over personal sacrifice. There are far too many Christians who do not tie their financial support to the church family, who do not sacrificially serve in a church ministry. Perhaps because they're too busy church shopping, looking for the most eloquent preacher, feel-good preaching, and entertaining church music. Their focus is not on giving, it's on getting. God's Word says you must grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, God made us to grow physically and spiritually Anything that was made to grow and does not grow is either sick or dead. We don't want to be sick or dead. We want to grow. Now, there are some people who think that a healthy church is a church where everyone is spiritually mature. You know, and I've heard church leaders say that. You know, our goal is to have however they define or describe spiritual maturity. Everyone should be a prayer warrior or everyone should be a small group leader, or so forth. However it is that they describe spiritual maturity. Well, I'm going to suggest to you that a church in which everyone is spiritually mature is not really a healthy church at all. It's a dying church, because it's a church that does not appeal to and nourish babes in Christ. In a healthy church, there are people from every phase of spiritual development and maturity, there are seekers who are searching for the truth. There are babes in Christ who are capable of assimilating only milk. There are young, zealous, passionate troublemakers. And then there's wise elders who don't say so much because, like Abraham Lincoln, they believe it is better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open their mouth and remove all doubt. A healthy church has people from all the generations of maturity. Seekers are like guests. Guests keep us on our best behavior. Our house gets clean for guests. And here at Church of the Highlands, we're always open for guests. We want guests to come. We want seekers to come. And, and babies bring a certain gentleness to a household. You know, even the most macho man knows when you can't find a hammer, you don't use the baby. You know, holding a baby turns even a muscle-bound, crusty marine into a soft, gushy kind of guy. You know, and youth, uh, zealous youth, they bring a dynamic to a household. When youth are at home, it's never quiet. I-, I mean, the phones are ringing, and people are coming and going, and dreams are being dreamed, and plans are being made, and there's a lot of noise and activity that takes place in a home. A lot of people, I've heard them say, I can't wait till the kids get out of the house Not me. Not me. Uh, I'm not looking forward to my son leaving the house. I I love being around my kids. My kids just fill my heart. Empty my wallet, but fill my heart, you know. (laughs) I am not looking forward to the day that he moves out of the house. They bring a life and a vitality. And then elders bring wisdom to a household. They'll say things occasionally like, son, I wouldn't do that if I were you. I, I tried doing that when I was your age and almost burned down the house. You know, so elders—they bring a wealth of knowledge and experience that can keep the household from burning itself down. So, a healthy church has has people from all kinds of spiritual uh, generations of maturity, and a healthy church invites and encourages and challenges everyone to grow from one level of maturity to the next. You know, growing in maturity is actually a theme, a central theme of the New Testament. In fact, I want to invite you to turn to a passage that's found in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to have you turn to three locations this morning. Um, and uh, if you'd like, if you're making notes, make the reference, Ephesians chapter 4, and then a brief description of what it is we're looking for in that particular passage. And we're talking about the theme of growth in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm starting with verse Verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in each way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Well, this passage has a, a reoccurring theme of growth and there's some key words I'd like to point out for you in verses 12, 13, 14 and 15 verse 12 the word is build up building up is a reference to growth if you're building a building and the building is building up you're growing a building and in verse 13 the word is mature relates to growing up verse 14 it says no longer be immature we don't want to go backwards we want to grow up and then in verse 15 it says growing growing in every way more and more like Christ so there's a theme in this passage about growing. It's a theme that recurs throughout the New Testament. It
0: is that growing that is the foundation for precisely what we're discussing here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Sheely. We thank you for joining us today and trust our time together has given you pause to consider what it means to share Jesus and what kind of spiritual condition you and I need to be in in order to do just that. Well, study verse-by-verse verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely is the ministry of Church of the Highlands. To find out more, visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And join us all week this week as we study verse-by-verse verse what it means to share Jesus. God bless.